of wisdom, and that's number three, the third part. The force of wisdom. God is always wanting to do something for us. Father, we want to thank you. I want to invite your presence. Your word says the entrance into your word gives light. And that light is the light of life. And we can be confident in your word that you will never fail us according to your promise in Jesus' name. Amen. God is always wanting to do things for us. That's just who God is. God is love. Love always gives. That's what the Bible says. For God so loved the world, what follows that? He gave. That's the nature of God. It's not God's problem. It's our problem. Because we have not come to the place where we can trust Him enough and love Him enough to know that He's always wanting to do the best for us. And most of the time we stand in His way. If you have an idea, it's coming from the Lord. God wants to see that idea go through. He created you. He made you. And so those thoughts are not just coming from me, just from outer space. They were directed to you from the Lord. Don't give them up. Stay with them. Because it started from Him. And if you stay with it, God's going to put you through. That's the nature of the God that we serve. It's a loving God. Remember, there will be trials in this life. But those trials are not meant to trip you or just to make you fail. They are there to make you, not to break you. God saw those trials before they came your way. He's asking you to trust Him. He'll take care of you. That's our Heavenly Father. That is why He is called our Heavenly Father. It's not like the Father of the earth, who is limited in what He can do, God is our Heavenly Father, and there's nothing that's impossible with Him. If we can trust Him, He'll walk for us. Amen? So what is wisdom? Wisdom is simply doing what Jesus says. That's wisdom. Wisdom is applying consistently and faithfully what Jesus says. If you do his saying, you can never fail. Apply what the word says in every area of your life. It may seem as if nothing is happening. If you're going to build a really high building, you better dig deep into the foundation. But while the foundation is being built, you both, most people see nothing yet. But once the foundation is in place, then you begin to see the high-rise building. The foundation is where the work is. The work is. So God will help build this foundation and then he'll take you to the heights where he wants you to be. So it's really doing what Jesus says. And this is what, what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. It says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, whoever hears these sayings of mine. I have a message back there called the sayings of Jesus. Now, 
Whoever, doesn't matter who it is, doesn't matter where they came from, young or old, doesn't matter. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man. You are wise when you do his sayings. When you apply God's word, even though it doesn't make sense in the natural, if you accept God's word, you have accepted divine wisdom, and if you act on divine wisdom, you succeed. Jesus said, if you do my saying, whoever that is, just accept what I'm telling you. Even if it contradicts what's going on in your life, Discount that, accept what I say, and do what I say. If you do it, I will say, I will say you are wise. Now, if God calls you a wise man, <laughs> men will also call you a wise man. They may not understand what's going on at the first, but when it's over, they know you're wise. But the wisdom came from doing what Jesus said. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Notice, not a rock. <laughs> the rock. And that's Jesus. Cannot be moved. You cannot fail building your life on him. That's wisdom. That's real wisdom. That's divine wisdom. Building your life on him. And the rain descended. The floods came. And the winds blew. And beat on that house. And it did not fall. For it was founded on the rock. That's wisdom. Now look at the second part. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine. And does not do them. You heard, but you didn't do anything. Jesus says, I will liken that person to be a foolish person. And when God calls you a fool, boy, you're really a fool. <laughs> I will liken you to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house. And it fell. And great was the fall of it. Why, was it great Why is it that the fall of it was great? Because you heard the word that could have helped you. But you refused. And so when the fall came, it was a great fall. See, notice, the circumstances are the same. For the wise and for the foolish. It's not what you're going through that's the problem. It's not the challenge, they are not the problem. The challenges are not the problem. It's not the challenge that you're going through that's the problem. The problem is what you're doing with the wisdom that you glean from the Word of God. That's where the problem is. You are not failing because of the problem. Nothing can trip you in life. The only reason you are failing, the only reason you are down is because you are not applying wisdom. That you glean from the word of God. That's the only reason. If you take what Jesus says. And you decide in your mind. I'm going to do that. I'm going to apply that in my life. I'm going to give just like he said. I'm going to believe just like he said. 
Whatever it is. If you do it, Jesus said you're wise. Because the troubles will come. Everybody's going to go through the same thing. Job chapter 14 verse 1. Man who is born of woman is but few days and full of trouble. So everyone is going to go through the same thing. The troubles are not the problem. The real problem is what you're doing with the word of God. If you apply the word of God, which is the word of wisdom, you can never go down. Nobody can push you down. That's what we, we know. It's the word that does it all. There is what is called the wisdom of the world. Now, the wisdom of the world cannot deal with the future or death. Man has no way. The wisdom of man. The wisdom of the world. We don't know tomorrow. You and I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We can't see into tomorrow. We can plan for tomorrow, but you really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. No matter how wise you are today, in natural wisdom, worldly wisdom, you, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't have the wisdom to deal with tomorrow. You don't know what's coming at you tomorrow. And we don't know how to deal with death. It comes for most people, whenever it comes, that's when I go. I don't believe that. Amen? Because when I'm satisfied with life, that's when I go home. No cancer, nothing. God said, I will satisfy you with long life. God doesn't need to apologize to cancer and say, son, I'm really sorry, I didn't know that cancer was coming your way when I made that promise. I would have been very careful. Uh, I wouldn't have said that. God's not going to do that. It's whether you do his thing. Whether you accept it and walk in it. I've often said, we are not, walk, we are not running a group race. It's an individual race. Everyone to himself. It's no group race. You have to fight. You have to go run so that you win. That's what the word says. But we need, really need to believe that. Man cannot handle the future. There is no wisdom that's in this world that can, happen, that can handle what's going to happen tomorrow. Some people plan great. They have great plans for the future. But something cuts off their lives before they get to that plan. Only God knows the future. And God and His Word are one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I'll stay with the Word. I'll stay with God. He knows the future. I'll plan based on His Word. Not based on my own understanding. Based on what the Word says. Walking according to the Word, that's planting your life on a solid rock. The rock of God. And you cannot be moved. These, these, these are the truths we're teaching. So you lose the fear of death. Because death doesn't have power over your life. Your future is great because God is with you. That's my joy today. I often thank God that He is in my life. I got nothing to fear. I got nothing to prove. I just live my life for God. He's going to be well. 
I don't care what anybody thinks. He is with me. That's my joy. That's the greatest blessing anyone can receive on the earth. Let me share with you what Job tells us in Job chapter 28, verse 20 through 24. From where then does wisdom come? What's the source of wisdom? And where is the place? Please remember this. Where is the place of understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all living. Real wisdom is hidden. Unless God opens your eyes to it, you can have true wisdom. It is hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of the air. They can't look into it from above. From where then does wisdom come? Look at this. Destruction and death say, destruction and death say, we have heard a report about it with our ears. Can you, can you get what is going on? Destruction, even death, has heard about the power of wisdom and understanding. And the place of understanding. We have heard about its report. The report of wisdom, we heard it. We heard the report of wisdom. We, rep- we heard the place of understanding. We heard about the report. It's concealed, but we heard about it. Verse 23 said, God understands his ways. God understands the ways of wisdom. And the place of understanding. Only God and God alone understands wisdom. And then God who understands wisdom is told us in his word. Wisdom is the principal thing. Is the number one thing. And he says, therefore, get wisdom. If you cannot get wisdom, why would God ask you to go and seek and get wisdom? So there is a way from the word of God to get wisdom. If you go after it. God is the only one that knows the ways of wisdom. And last week I shared about some of the things that wisdom would deliver to you if you will incline your heart to wisdom. Simply the word of God and doing what the word says. Many times you will never understand what God is saying until you step out and act on it. Then you will understand. That's when when you step out and act on it, while you're doing it, you will get full understanding. Many times God will ask you to do things, it doesn't make sense. And you'll try to tell him, God, let me tell you something that you don't know. Moses tried it. He said, God, you don't know the one you're sending. I can't talk, you know. And God's reply, who made man's mouth? You know who you're talking to? I did all of that. And it's you. I'm sending you. We don't know. But that's who God is. God understands his ways. And he knows his place. What place? The place of Understanding. Wisdom has its ways. Wisdom will promote you, which I'll come into that. The wisdom of God. Many times 
we are leaning to our own understanding. That's the wisdom of the world. And we're missing everything that God has for us. We see what we have in the natural and we make calculations with a little head how we are going to get this thing done and beat everybody else. You don't have it. Trust in the Lord with what? All of your heart. And don't lean on that little wisdom that you gain from the world. Even though it doesn't make sense what's going on, don't question it. Tell God, I don't understand everything that you're doing because He's the only one that sees everything. He knows the path, the ways of wisdom. He knows the place of understanding. And your understanding is to know the Word and trust Him and do what He says. That's all you need to do. Let Him work, work it out for you and see how pleasantly He'll finish the work in your life. That's the God we serve. You know, when I was a new Christian with all his struggles, and I hear people say, God is a good God. I agree with them because if I don't agree, it won't be right, you know. But, and you're looking around and wondering, what about me? Okay? I need some goodness. The problem is lack of understanding of who God is. Because we are focused on what's happening right there. Right before our eyes. And that's gotten our attention. Just like Peter. He takes your, your eyes away from the master. And the command to come. And you're looking at the waves. You're looking at the waves. And you're looking at the sea. And the wind. And you're saying, boy, I'm going down. Well, if he says, come, you'll walk on water. If you stay with the word. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. So God is the only one who knows the way of wisdom. Everyone who wants to live well must value wisdom. And wisdom is plainly taking what God says and lifting it up above every other thing, every other opinion. Resist that temptation. Whenever anything contradicts the word of God in your life or in anything that's happening, resist the temptation of setting God's word aside and saying, well, I know. But don't ever use that when dealing with the word of God. You insult him. That's the truth. It's better you say nothing. Just let it stay in there. It's really when you act on the temptation that you've sinned. Just let it sit there. If you don't speak it, you don't act on it, it'll die naturally from where it came. But once it comes out of your mouth and it contradicts God's word, now God is saying, you're resisting me. Because when you speak it, you resist what God says. And then it's natural. Some people just say, I just want to be real. Well, you're real, but you're being really foolish according to the word. You're real in the natural, but contradicting what God says. That's why Isaiah chapter 53, who has believed our report? Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Because when God opens your eyes and you have true understanding, you won't say those things. You will trust God's word and you'll be like, be like, like Chidrach, Meshach, and Abednego. you say to yourself, 
If we have to burn, we're ready to burn. But we're staying on God's side. We're not going to, we're not yielding to you. I pray that all Christians will stand fast. The world will be amazed. Today we are listening too much to what we know and what we see in the natural. And we'll pay the price for it. It's hard to really trust God because of all, all the wisdom of the world. The Bible tells us in the last days knowledge will increase. God's allowing it. It can be something good or it can be something really detrimental to your spiritual life depending on how you follow through with what you're getting. Amen? So God is the one that knows the way of wisdom. You need to value. What you don't value, you will not seek after. Just the truth. What's valuable to you will attract you. If gold is valuable to you, guess what you do? You go after gold. You're walking through the mall. If you really like gold, as soon as that glitter comes, you're right there. The one who doesn't care, don't even see it. They just walk right by it. You say, well, you see that gold? It says, what gold? (laughs) Because that's not important to them. What valuable to you will attract you. God wants you to be attracted by wisdom. Value wisdom. If you really want to live a life that's great before God, not before man, value God's wisdom. Because God has already told us. Wisdom is what? The principal thing. In other words, it's the number one thing. Wisdom is the master key to everything in life. So God says, get wisdom. Get it. And with all your uh, getting, make sure you get understanding also. Because of the things that wisdom will deliver to you. Wisdom will give you stability in every area of life. The word of God. That's what Isaiah chapter 33 tells us, verse 6. It says, wisdom and knowledge will be the stability Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. Every time you have on the earth, your time with your finances, your time with your family, your time with your business, your time in every area of life, wisdom and knowledge will bring stability to it. Wisdom and knowledge of the Word of God will bring stability to your marriage, to your children, your business. Your spiritual life, every area of life, wisdom and knowledge, understanding of the Word of God. That's where your salvation is, your deliverance, your blessing. That's where He's at. And notice what it says the fear of the Lord is His treasure. Why? Because the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So the fear of the Lord, beginning of wisdom, that's where the treasure is. That's where God's treasure really is. Just fearing God and going with His word and neglecting everything, every other thing. Doesn't matter what happens. You're staying with God's word. That's where God's treasure is hidden. That's why wisdom also is hidden. 
give cause out to deep. That's what wisdom is. Everything that's precious in life, you're not going to find on the surface of the earth. You got to dig deep. That's just the way God has. That's the way God likes it. He says it's God's glory to conceal a matter. That's the way God is. He, he hides it and it's your glory to search after it. And when you get it, glory comes to your life. That's just the way God likes it. And if you don't, if it's not valuable enough to you, for you to search and go after it, you stay where you, where you are. Nothing is going to change. So when difficulties come, dig deep into God's word. That word is spirit and life. That's the word that puts everything that you can see today in place. Everything you see came from your unseen world. And when you stay with God's word, God will bring these things from the unseen world into the seen world. People may not see what's happening in the process, but when it's finished, they'll see it. And that's why you need patience. And you don't want to be discouraged. And don't lose your confidence. Stay with that confidence in God's word. Because the Bible says that confidence has great recompense of reward. If you don't lose faith. That's the truth. You stay with the word. Why confidence? Stay with your confidence because it's not seen right away. It takes time. As God is putting all the ingredients together to make some wonderful thing for you to enjoy. That's the way it works with the Lord. So you need to exalt wisdom. When you exalt God's word, stagnation will not be a part of your life. You know, I talked to a man on Sunday. He's been coming to our church for years. He just told me, I think they gave him 50% raise or something. We've heard that. That's, it's like a broken record now from that man. He said, I said, yeah, praise the Lord. I said, yeah, praise the Lord. You know, God's blessing you. He said to me, yes, when you give to the Lord, he gives back to you. And so he's been going just recently. We got some bonus, 50%. I mentioned that half of his salary for bonus. And now they've increased his salary 50 He's just coming to him because he's come to trust God. What he told Pastor Andy and I, I'd like to take care of you guys. Because when I take care of you, God blesses me. How many people have that revelation here? He, br- he brings stuff, I mean, ve- vegetables to us. And he divided between Pastor Wendy and I. I can preach that to the people. They say, Pastor, want ve- uh, tomatoes. Now he's asking the church to give him tomatoes. That's, that's, to, that's silly. It's understanding what God says. And following through. This man is on the, at least this particular area, he's got wisdom. And he's working for him. And he's working it. He's constantly talking to me about this. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. And so we don't fight people about, you know, paying your time. That's up to you. It's really up to you. The reason you don't do, you don't do it and you struggle with it is because you don't really have understanding from that part in God's word. You may have understanding in other areas. This part, maybe not. And only God knows what you'll become when you gain that understanding. So when you exalt wisdom, wisdom will promote you. Definitely. 
That's what the word says. Exalt her and she will promote you. No stagnation. That man I mentioned, he's just been like that since we knew him. Just keep going. I've never heard down. Yet struggles come. Troubles come and he says, pray for me. But when it's over, he's got another promotion again. There, there are no dry spells. The dry spells are just very short. Whipping may last for the night, right? But joy comes in the morning. That's what God does with his word. So we need to go after wisdom. When you go after wisdom, wisdom will bring honor to you. That's what the word says. As you embrace wisdom. Embrace Jesus Christ and his word. The word of God is the source of wisdom. And we talked about this. And I'm going to be talking about three uh, things. We mentioned one, the word of God. They're talking about the word of God being the source of wisdom. Gaining on wisdom from the word of God. You really cannot understand the word of God without the spirit of God. The understanding comes from the spirit of God. And I've been a serious advocate for this. Because of what God has done in my own life. I can take the scripture. I sit there and look. Just read just. And I can just, things come together. Don't know how it is, but they come so, sometimes very rapid. And I don't want anybody disturbing me at that time because I'm gaining something. And sometimes you're moved to tears because of the understanding from something I've read before. But as I stay there, the word just keeps jumping at you. And it's an amazing thing because it goes deep into your spirit. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That's understanding the Word of God so that you can position yourself for increase. Because that's what God intended. Be fruitful and multiply. That's what God wants. That's His will. You want God's will? That's what it is. But you need the Spirit of God as you go after wisdom. When you go after wisdom, you need the Spirit of God. Because uh, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 through 13, it says, For what man knows the things of a man, except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God, except the spirit of God. And it says, Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us. How do you know those things? Those things we know by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit was given to us to engage so that we can get those things into our life. He says, these things we speak also. Not in words which man's wisdom teaches. But which the Holy Spirit teaches. So, the Holy Spirit is teaching. Get it? And when the Holy Spirit gives you something, it's divine wisdom. He searches the deep things of God, meaning the hidden truths of God, and He reveals them to you. And Paul is saying that God has given us the Holy Spirit to teach us. 
when he teaches you, he gives you divine wisdom. Others can see it, but you start wondering, how come they can see it? So I advocate praying as you search for wisdom, praying in the Holy Spirit. So God will give you this divine wisdom. Years ago in the 80s, I decided, you know, after coming out of a very shaky situation in my life, very frustrated, and I had no understanding, couldn't even talk to people much. I started praying in tongues a lot. And I remember just sharing with uh, one of the girls from my, uh, one of my schoolmates, University of Georgia. And I thought most people knew the stuff I knew. I got very excited about God's Word and our study. And I got all these things. And I just assumed, I'm catching up. These other guys, they're smarter than I am. They know much. And I'll be talking to her. As a matter of fact, and she turned around and looked at me and said, Where did you get that from? I said, Well, it's in the Scriptures. She says, well, I, I don't know that. I said, I thought everybody knew that. She says, no, you better be talk, speaking to us more. I said, well, what about these guys? They don't know all this stuff you're talking about. My eyes got opened. And all because you are engaging the Holy Spirit. He teaches. That's what Jesus said. When he is come, he will bring you into all truth. That's revelation. How do you engage in praying tongues a lot? Amen? And he'll start teaching you stuff. Once you open the scriptures, he see, now you know his voice. And he begins to see, see that son? See that daughter? That's what that means. The theologians may tell you something different, but they don't have any results. Amen? <laughs> but you can take what God says, and he'll give results. So the Holy Spirit is the one that teaches us. I've got to end here tonight because time is gone. I'm excited. I'd like to continue, but you won't like that. <laughs> All right. But wisdom is from the Lord, and the wisdom can actually transform your life. I wish we can truly believe God and stop worrying about the future. Just stop it. You didn't create yourself. He created you. Jesus said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. That means you're special. And don't insult him by telling him you don't feel special. If anyone knows what special is, he does. He says, no one can come to me except my heavenly father draws him. And if you come to me, I welcome you. Why? Because I know the father called you. You can't. So you came to him. And you've come to him so that he can put his light in you to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. That means the world cannot handle it without you. They're in real trouble. The world would be tasteless if they don't have you living here among them. That's how special you are. Why don't you carry yourself that way? And if you don't have that understanding, ask God for wisdom so you know who you are. And how much God wants to use you to change the world. I like it when they say of Paul, these men that have turned the world upside down, they have come to us, okay? They are coming to turn our lives upside down. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is alive and well in your spirit. Stand up with me tonight. Why don't you honor him, the one who lives in you? Now, many times when we are praying to God, 
we're thinking about him all up there. But he lives inside of you. He said, he stands at the door and he knocks. If you open the door, he's right there. So why don't you talk to him? He's the king, but he lives inside of you. That makes you his kingdom. Amen? That makes you his kingdom. And that kingdom, that kingdom is doing well. Stop lying to yourself. <laughs> that kingdom is doing well. Amen? God's kingdom in you is doing well. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord tonight. Give him thanks for who you are, what he's made you. Yes, there are problems. There are difficulties. But there is nothing that God cannot handle. Tell yourself, my future is bright. What's happened is in the past. I'm looking at brighter days. Because the light of the world is right here in my life. My days are going to be brighter and brighter. Because Jesus is in my life. Tell yourself, I'm never going to see another day of want. Because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Don't look at your bank account. Look at the one who made the universe. Because he can fill that bank account. He can take care of you. Just adjust yourself. Adjust a little bit. Position yourself. Like the scripture says, turn and position yourself for that light to come upon you. I've often said, the moon has no light of itself. But the moon is positioned to reflect the light coming from the sun. And that's what we must do. We must position ourselves, we turn, so that we can reflect His great light. His great light. And the world can see that and be blessed. Father, I thank you for your people tonight. I know that your word has said, your word will not return to you void. Every word that you've spoken will be accomplished. And God, I know that you have blessed your people tonight. And I come against these demonic forces that are coming against their life to make life bitter for them. And that's not your will. I come against them in their lives in Jesus' name. And I speak your blessings upon them in Jesus' name. I speak peace upon their lives in the name of Jesus. I cause the enemy and all the demons that come against them to turn away from them and to flee from them. And I ask for your grace and your great mercy to come upon your people tonight. Those who are here and those who can make it tonight, be with them, O God. Thank you for your great love. Thank you for your love and thank you for your promise that says I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That's who you are. An awesome God. So gracious. So merciful. So kind. We're grateful to you, Father. Thank you for healing your people tonight. Thank you for meeting every need tonight. Thank you for answering our prayers tonight. We give you praise, O God. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.